And joining us now here as we are broadcasting live at the uh, USCA convention in Nashville, we have the Animal Health and ID Committee Chairman Dwight Keller from North Dakota. And uh, Dwight, appreciate a few minutes of your time, sir. Hope you're doing well. Well, thank you. It's good to be with you. Well, I know a busy time uh, for you and uh, the fellow uh, members here of the United States Cattlemen's Association during your convention, but I'm glad we could talk a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about the health of our herd here in the country, and I know that's something that's very big on our, our cattlemen and cattlewomen's minds across the country. As you take a step back and kind of just look at the overall health of our herd here in the U.S., what stands out to you? What are some things that you're focused on here this week at the convention? Well, there's a couple things. A little background. I'm I'm a, a purebred breeder in the state of North Dakota, so animal health is huge to us because we ship our cattle all over the United States, and uh, so we and it, we're fortunate in North Dakota that we've got a very good, uh, clean herd and in uh, the state, and that's very important because. When we move cattle to other states, we have to do less testing. And so the health of our herd, I guess I take that, because of my background, take that very seriously. My wife was actually the state vet in North Dakota for many years. And so I learned a lot about animal health, and I have to give her credit to that, that my background really comes from her. Mm-hmm. And and my knowledge of it comes from her as as she went to a lot of national meetings and things like that. So I, I did that. And so we look at things and the perspective I tried to bring to the United States cattlemen is to look at our herd and protect our herd from, first of all, from foreign countries. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we don't want to import diseases from other countries. And that's, you know, the, it's the disease has to stop at the border. And uh, so that's a big problem right now because everybody wants, if you look at, you know, the, the feeding industry, not trying to pick on them or anything, but they like, they want to buy cheap cattle because you can make more money on a, on a cheap product and bring it in and feed it up and, and get a higher end price for it. And we look at it, at it as it, as a risk to our country, whether it was BSE from Canada or TB from Mexico. And then God forsake, we would ever end up with FMD in this mm-hmm. country. FMD could be a, a disease that would turn this industry on its head. So that's part of the reason I've gotten involved in animal health. And uh, we, you know, we try to look at that and, and try to protect our herd and try to put policy forth. We try to push it through USDA and try to hold them accountable but as as the industry from the producer side pushes, so does the packing industry pushes mm-hmm. and the feedlot industry. And everybody has different goals and everybody's about making money. So, you know, sometimes someone's goal, animal health, falls way down their list of priorities. And I'm trying to keep it in our organization as high as we can. Yeah. Very true. Well, and you know it, that brings up a good thought. Is like you said, everyone's out to make money, but sometimes you know don't want to lose sight of animal health, and especially you know I think just on on the consumer level, they may not understand what is all happening in the cattle industry. But protecting the health of our herd is so paramount. So that way, you know we have that fresh quality beef and, and grocery shelves, et cetera. There's so many things, and you alluded to if FMD came into the country, I mean, something like that would just be catastrophic. 
No, absolutely. You know, FMD, like I said, would turn our industry on our head. They say that uh, they've done a lot of uh, mock exercises where mm-hmm. they've released it in a sale barn somewhere, and within 24 hours, it was all the way from Texas to North Dakota. Yeah. So uh, that's how much cattle moved today. And so that's what we have to be aware of. Uh, the state animal health officials are in charge of those movements as far as the testing requirements. Not that everybody follows them, but they're supposed to get health certificates to move. And if we ever did have FMD, you know, you know, you would see drastic changes. Probably we would have to live with vaccination like other countries do mm-hmm. uh, unless we could get it, you know, get it stopped immediately and, and a circle drawn around it. Yeah. Um, one other thing, I guess, on that issue as far as diseases, there's actually diseases that come across this border uh, not only with cattle but with people. So, mm-hmm. for example, TB comes in with people from the south, and uh, that border is pretty much wide open now. And uh, a lot of them people work in dairies and feedlots, and they've proven now that that disease transfers from people back to cattle. And I think there's been a lot more of it than we realize that's happened. It also moves with cattle. I'm not saying it don't, but it's a, you know, so we have to, and so will FMD someday probably will come in with, they, they claim the USDA that it will come in with people, maybe on somebody's shoes or in some kind of sausage mm-hmm. or something like that. And uh, once it gets going, it's it's very it's a uh, it's like COVID, COVID. It's a virus, and it spreads very rapidly, and it's hard to stop. It is, you know, very hard to stop, and very it would be hugely devastating. And we hope we never go there. That's why we do what we do. Couldn't agree more. And uh, a lot of things to be vigilant about, Dwight. Another issue I wanted to talk to you about as well. I've been hearing more, and I'm sure folks have been hearing more about uh, animal ID. RFID tags, et cetera, et cetera. What are your thoughts on that? What is the position of uh, the U.S. cattlemen's when it comes to some of these different animal ID requirements or, or things that are are out there in the industry right now that we're talking about? Yeah, it, it's pretty hot topic, and uh, there's a lot of different positions on it. Um, it whether you would talk to RCAF or uh, NCBA or United States Cattlemen, everybody has a different position and where they want to be. Uh, there's a lot of the main scare that's probably out there is people are scared of it. They're worried about uh, as that uh, technology becomes available and gets put into cattle that, uh, for example, the packers are going to know everything about our cattle. Well, mm-hmm. that could be very true. That could happen. It depends on how this data is handled. And who is in charge of it? That's very important. Uh, private industry wants to make money off of RFD, whether it's tag companies or data companies. You know, they they want to make uh, a money. They want to they want to sell the they want to store the data. They want to own the data, and the tag companies want to sell the tags. And guess what? Uh, they're all kind of buying each other out, just like the drug companies. You know now. Merck bought out all the largest tag company, Allflex, and so as that stuff happens, uh, I our position in the United States Cattlemen is we don't want them in charge of ID. We don't we don't think 
that they should be in charge of it, that they should do the trace of traceability of diseases is always done by the state vets. And that's the only, and guess what? If this, if the government, you know, does the, the tracing, mm-hmm. uh, they will not charge for it. If you start privatizing it and then you're going to get fees pretty soon, it'll yes. be like a checkoff. You will, so when they read your cattle at the sale barn, instead of, you know, maybe pay a buck for the checkoff, you'll also maybe pay a buck to have your cattle read. And then you lose control of that data because it goes into a data company that you don't own. Mm-hmm. Now, on the private side, we're okay with you producers doing whatever they want with their data. If they want to get in with Global Vet Link or whoever, they can, they can do that and they can try to market and capitalize on a profit, which is good. But if you mandate ID, which now they're going to, there's this new uh, mandate as far as interstate movement of cattle that's coming. It looks like you're going to have to have an, uh, some type of an RFID tag in them to move from one state to the other on all breeding cattle. Well, you know, that's, so if you have that and you have private industry thinks they should own that, USDA maybe should own that. And I don't think anybody should own that. I think only thing, one that should have that information is, so if you have 50 state vets, you have a distributed database in 50 different states, and and you'll and guess what? If you have problems in what, we're from North Dakota, but if you're from Texas or California or Montana, wherever, if you have a problem with the way it's done in your state, you can go there and fix it. If USDA owns it, it's pretty hard to fix. If private industry owns it, and uh, that company has bought out all the competition, uh, you have a pretty hard time because they they're private. You can't mm-hmm. you know change it. So that was the solution we worked on for many years um, uh, in the United States cattlemen to get our policy in place and where we where we're from. And we we think privately you can do what you want. Uh, the mandated part should be put through the state vets because they do the traceability. And uh, that was our solution to the problem, whether it's the right one or not. I guess if you talk to different organizations, they might not agree with us, but I kind of feel we've, we're really spot on. I spent a year on ID calls with a lot, a large group of people. And, uh, there was data companies, feedlot companies, government officials, uh, you know, and, uh, Everybody was on that. NCBA was on there. RCAF had someone on there, and mm-hmm. we did. And and you know, and it just was kind of interesting to listen to the talk. And everybody wanted to own the data. That's how yeah. it was, <laughs> you know, because yeah. da- da- data's power and data's money. You that know, that's true. So, uh, that is true. Well, and I'm sure you know, for for cattlemen, uh, for our ranchers, you know, have their voices heard, get involved. Talk with folks, you know, like yourself and other folks here, U.S. Cattlemen's and other organizations. It just comes down to being vocal and being active, I would think, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. Being being vocal, being active, being part of it, uh, you know, offer your opinions. Uh, A lot of it is understanding the information, too, Mm -hmm. and what's going on out there. Being, we encourage that very much and uh, to be uh, involved in, well, we, we're here on behalf of the United States Cattlemen, so we would plug mm-hmm. that you would uh, get involved. I think you would like our position if you understood it uh, thoroughly, where we're at and where we're coming from. I think uh, 
it's I think we're spot on. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's people that disagree with me, but that's okay. That's what it's about, having a conversation and learning is, about it. It is all about the conversation, and I appreciate a few minutes of your time here today, Dwight, to have a conversation with us. And uh, with that, I will let you go. Thanks for joining us, and enjoy the rest of the convention. Thank you. You take care, and you too.